Log Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. I want to thank you for having Come on. me on your show. It was so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Come on. I ain't telling you don't screw. Screw is cool. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what Come I meant. Come on. Come on. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out here as they can get. show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we're going to get into understanding intimacy. You know, maybe it helps some of you all out for Valentine's Day. But before I get started, let me explain to you how this show works. There may be some new listeners out there who don't understand. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 674 out of 750. Starts right after a word from The Crystal Show. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to com for being a supporter. Of tonight's show, go to thecrystalshow.com to learn more. 347-202-0215 is the number on T2Q. No experts, just opinions. You know, a lot of people don't understand what it takes to be intimate. We think we know, but we really don't. You know, the definition of intimacy is a deep understanding of something, a closeness. A lot of people who are married or dating, you know, um, a lot of people are married and dating and, you know, they, not all of them understand how to be intimate with their mate, um, aside from physically. To be intimate with your mate is to share a synergy with them that outsiders can never understand. I mean, it's probably one of the most important components of a successful relationship. A lot of us don't know how to do it. You know, a lot of us think that, hey, as long as you're putting it down in the bedroom, that's the only thing that you need to do to keep a mate's heart. I mean, that's until the next person puts it down just as good, if not better. There's more to locking down your mate than that. So tonight we'll dive deeper into what makes a relationship stick. We'll talk about why some seemingly happy relationships get broken up by a third party because of a lack of intimacy. And we'll ask, you know, maybe how do you teach intimacy? All of that and more on tonight's show. But to get kick things off, uh, let me go to the phone lines. To the 850 area code, Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. We welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring, the Buckster. Buck, what's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, bro. How you doing? And just another day in wild, crazy Pensacola. Um, finally caught fugitive. Um, he actually took his own life today. Uh, don't like making the news for bad reasons, but you know Pensacola seems like lately that's what they've been. We've been making national news for the wrong reasons, but these oh, guys, man. you know, no no longer with us. Uh, they and the lady turned herself in, so glad that's all over with and people can sleep easily tonight because seven days and uh, of drama. It's crazy man, it's crazy out it, here on edge. Yep. That and I also want to send a um. Special uh, uh, message to those in the New Orleans area. You know, East New Orleans was hit by multiple t- tornadoes down there. And over the course of my, um, what is it, uh, six years on the air, um, or soon to be six years on the air, I've, you know, I've befriended a lot of people from the New Orleans area. Some of them have been guests on the show, followers um, on Facebook or Twitter, and things of that nature, listeners. And so I just want to send out thoughts and prayers to those that were affected by the storms that came through this morning. Uh, I think it caught a lot of people by surprise, and hopefully everyone is doing well and is accounted for down there in New Orleans, yeah, especially on the east side. Yeah. 
Yeah, we have some damage over in Destin, too. Um, uh, I know that the Irish pub over there, McGuire's got some damage. But condolences going out to the families that were were affected by the uh, this weekend's uh, murders, and uh, there is one lady uh, in critical condition, also. So condolences go out to those, those families that were hit um, with that. Yeah, yeah. And also, I want to send a um, get well soon to show legend Crystal Hickerson, who um, is battling the flu, not able to call in tonight. Sent me a message, and so Crystal, get well soon. Hopefully you're feeling better and swinging from chandeliers again in the near future. <laughs> All right, so but let's get down to it, man. Like I said, I was explaining that a lot of people don't know what intimacy is. In your opinion, I mean, what's your definition of intimacy? Well, you know, this is where people go wrong, actually. That definition does, depends on who you're with. A lot of times, I'm going to break this down as simple as I possibly can break it down. Everybody has a relationship that really goes great. And whether directly or indirectly, we try to pattern that same, try to get that same feeling that you get, that you have with that person, even though you're no longer with them, with another person. Those same intimacies or whatever that works out with that person does not work with your new person. You have to ask you have to ask questions and find out what what their likes and dislikes are um, to find out you know what makes them tick. Um, I know that you you have to communicate. Uh, communication is key. One thing I always say, and if you don't communicate properly, you can throw it down. You can throw it down however you want to. You know, as good as you as, as the, anybody in the in the bedroom, but if you ain't you know if you're not communicating, you're you're selling yourself short. Because you may fall short of, you know, a great human experience. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's a deep understanding of a person, and it's something that you can achieve in a bunch of different ways. Now, a lot of people may not know the different ways. So, I mean, having said that, are, are you you do believe that it doesn't necessarily have to be anything sexual in nature to be intimate? No, it doesn't have to be. I mean, it could be subtle things. Um, I can give some examples of that. And, um, you you know, a person may like feet being rubbed, okay, or a, a, a light Swedish massage, not a deep tissue massage. Um, it could be something simple like if they're laying out by the pool and you see the suntan oil laying over there and you decide to put something on her back or arms or legs. Um, It could be something simple as manicuring her toes. It could be, it could be just, you know, just maybe in the grocery store and she's on a different aisle and you walk by and you give her a nice hug or kiss that's unexpected. It's the little things like that that could, you know, that may be intimate for her even though they're in different settings and different, you know, different times, but it could lead to something that, you know, that works for her. So, you know, you have to find out these things by communication. I agree. And one way that um, people are intimate, um, aside from, you know, the physical, but 
one way people are intimate is through a most emotional intimacy. You know, that's the closest created by sharing your feelings. You know, you share your dreams, you share your wants. I mean, you have to be honest with your with yourself uh, regarding your feelings before you share it with someone. But once you're honest with yourself and you decide to share, then that's that's a a form of intimacy. You know, being emotional, intimate. And um, but is intimacy the same as showing affection? Are, are those kind of one and the same, or are they different? I think they're. I think they're a little bit. They can be one and the same, but they can also be different. Um, you can you can do something as subtle as eye contact um, with a person. Um, sometimes you can have a bad day and you get home first, and you're sitting down on the couch. You know, and you're thinking about contemplating your day. Um, your lady comes in, and she you're talking. She asks you how your day was, and you say it sucks or whatever, and you kind of, or you don't say anything. You just kind of, when she asks you the question, you just kind of look, and she just kind of knows your your mood or whatnot, and she just takes over, you know. And just maybe she just may come over there. She may not say you want to talk about it now, or you may not want to talk, or do you want to wait? And you know, maybe she just sits there and hold hold you, or maybe she. Play some cards with you. Maybe let's do some cheer up, or maybe let's go get something to eat. These are things. I mean, these are little cues, you know. You know, and if your mate knows you well, she knows what makes you tick and what makes you feel better. It may put you in a, you know, your day could have been shot to hell all day, and then she comes home and she knows exactly what to do to make you feel better. And, and it doesn't have to be anything physical. It just can be little little things, you know, and it, it works. Let me ask you this. Do you think a problem that people have with dating these days is that a lot of us are too self-absorbed or too distracted to learn what the other person likes? I mean, I've been in a relationship before where I've basically come out and asked for what I wanted and didn't get it. So, I mean, do some people just not care or just don't pay attention and know what it is their mate really needs? I think there's a variety of things that have has created this disconnect. Um, some of it starts in childhood in broken homes where two parents that were really loving all of a sudden get divorced. And it automatically, all right, you know, maybe, you know, you and your mom are really close and maybe your dad were close but not as close. And you see them break up and then the first thing you say is I never want to get married, you know, because you saw them break up. If, you know, right. a lot of people, a lot of people, put a lot of stock in that. If your parents can't stay together, then they automatically think that they can't be with somebody, and they never can find somebody. So the cycle continues. Um, I think social media has screwed things up because you can be so fake on on social media that you can paint yourself to be somebody that's so so high, and then when they when you finally meet a person. Um, either that person's fate or the you know, or the person that was you know, looking for somebody's fate and there's no realness there. That's why I don't like, you know, um dating sites or anything like that online because I want to meet my person you know, meet a person in you know in person. I don't want to meet somebody um you know online because they can you know they paint too many beautiful pictures. I wanna know the real person and you pretty much gonna know them when you meet them. 
No doubt, no doubt. And I think um, we definitely get caught up, and I think that's part of the distractions I was referring to. We get caught up with social media and, um, you know, what it presents to people. Speaking to someone this evening, and we were talking about how some folks post certain photos, you know, of them looking like they're successful, uh, shows photos with them and their kids, making them look like they're a good parent and all of that, yet you wonder why they're single. And then you come to find out that, you know, the photo of this dude in a suit isn't because he had a great job, but because he's actually going on a job interview. He doesn't have a job. Or maybe the photo of a guy with his kid is the only photo he's taken with, you know, the only time he's seen his kid in the last year. Yeah, so you never know what you're going to get, but people buy into it and they believe it. And I think that distracts people from focusing on their mate because they're so focused on other things or other options on the next upgrade. I mean, how do you, how do you, what do you think about that? I, I, I just think that, um, you know, social media has created, it's, it's a, it's a gift and a curse. And I think if people would go back to some of the basics of dating and meeting people in person instead of, you know, putting on their side, because there's a lot of people online, that's all they want is an online relationship, and there goes more problems. Maybe they're hiding the fact that they actually have somebody, and they're telling you they don't, and they never agree to meet up with you, or, oh, it's complicated, or some stupid stuff like that. Or they're um, married. Or they're married. You know, so or they're separated, but they're or they're living with their ex, and they like they and they like you know they like having their cake and eating it too. There's all sorts of reasons for that. So you know, if I were single, which I'm not, um, I want to meet people out in the open. You know, I that you know if you got social media, that's great. I don't want to meet you on social media. I want to meet you live and in person, so that way I know what's up and. People that meet live and in person, they tend to be more genuine, and all the garbage is out of the way. And, you know, you get to kind of learn learn a person, go out on a few dates and kind of figure them out, ask questions, get to know a person. You can, you know, you can say anything you want to online. You know, it can sound, you know, it's oh, you know, you might feel bad for the person because if they do tell you the life story and it's bad, then you feel bad. But then, I mean, it's just, it's just so much involved with that. So I don't like putting, you know, you have to ask these probing questions so you can find out what the person likes and whether they're going to be compatible to you because ultimately you want to be happy, but you want to make them happy too. If you never ask the questions, it ain't going to happen. And that's where there's a lot of the disconnect that we're having in today's society when it comes to relationships and intimacy, you know. It's – um. I think people have kind of lost sight of that. Going back, uh, going back to another thing, you know, with broken homes, you know, nowadays, you got kids, be, you know, trying to be adults. You got kids 15, 16, 20, 21. They really have, you know, and some of those kids are actually grandparents, uncles, and aunts who don't know themselves. So the art of teaching what, you know, the art of having that wisdom and that knowledge of being there, done that, they ain't been there yet. They ain't done it yet. So you got the blind leading the blind, so to speak. So if you got mm-hmm. a 15-year-old uncle 
trying to tell you know trying to tell somebody how to you know he ain't never put his hand on the damn fishing pole. I hate to use this analogy, but he ain't never put his hand on a fishing pole and trying to teach somebody the six year old how to fish. And you ain't been fishing yet because you ain't had no daddy or didn't have an uncle or a grandfather. Or all your your grandfather and your, your uncles are all your age, and they ain't learned yet either. I mean, there are certain skills that older people can teach us. They tell you how to be intimate, or you see it in action. You know, you can see your dad come in after after a hard day's work, and he put his arm around his lady at the um, at the stove and give her a kiss on the neck. I know that's physical, but or. They're just sitting down next to each other watching television or sitting down having a conversation or they go out on date nights. These are things that only older people can teach. And if you don't if you don't have that setting and you don't learn it and you're learning from days of our lives or you learn it from all these damn um you know, these um in your face shows, these you know, I don't watch any of them, so I don't know, you know the name of these damn things. These reality television shows or yeah. you know, Facebook and those type of things. How are you going to learn the, the, the value and the, the the knowledge of intimacy when you never see it? This is true. Very good point, sir. All right, so some other forms of intimacy that I'll discuss. I mentioned emotional intimacy. Intellectual intimacy is a thing. It involves, you know, a mutual understanding about the important areas or issues in your marriage. Um, perhaps you have a set of goals uh, or you want to create a budget, raise your kids with certain values. All of that involves a um, certain discussion that you have to have without any fear. And it, it also kind of turns your marriage into a safe haven, so to speak, regarding when you can have a discussion about something serious without any fear of repercussions, you know, and, and then as far as another thing, as far as intellectual, when you're sharing knowledge with someone, when you're teaching someone how to do something like you mentioned about showing someone how to fish, that's a form of intellectual intimacy because you're sharing knowledge. You're, you know, or maybe you're giving someone a tip on how to cook. You know, that's a form of doing it as well. So, I mean, do you have any other examples regarding, you know, things you can teach your you know, can be like a moment you share? Oh, yeah. I mean, what if you have, um, like me and my current mate, we have business aspirations. That's something that we both want to do, um, not only together but individually, too, because we have different goals and different dreams. We can sit down and talk to each other about our dreams and and what we want to do from a business sense. Um, um, You know, having our own business, what types of businesses, uh, what types of businesses that we would like to pursue together, Um, or, you know, and what may be, you know, maybe she'll learn something from me from some of my experiences. Like I can learn, you can always learn something from, from everybody regardless of whether they're young and young or old. But if you have somebody that has the knowledge and the experience, um, they, you tend to learn more. So when you can sit down and talk to somebody, I mean, you always see, you know, it's funny, you know, we used to people watch when we went to the club when we were back in the day. 
and we 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 knew people that knew how to talk to a woman and you know not say hey how you know hey how you doing you know you doing all right you know the basic stuff or I want to throw you down the bed and screw you tonight or you have somebody come up and they just they just shoot the shit and just say they don't say nothing about the weather they just say and you know why are you talking to me well I find you interesting can I have a seat would you like something to drink okay would you like to buy me a drink you know and sometimes when you when you meet somebody and you're not throwing any no you know smooth suave lines you tend to catch that attention but that's knowledge that you learn from your elders. You can't learn it from young folks. You know, that's a public service announcement, by the way. So, <laughs> you know, for those for those young bucks that don't know that don't know what we're talking about, if you got a grandfather or uncle or something like that, they can throw it down to you and tell you how it is. I'm telling you. They, they can tell you. And these young bucks now, they don't have a clue. You know, it's funny when you, you step up in a club now, you see young young guys out here trying to talk to these women, and they have not a snowball chance in hell to get one. I mean, you walk in, you don't even say nothing. You just walk past them, and you got them. You know, that's stuff. That yeah, I think social media makes us, makes us afraid of physical contact or human face-to-face can't interaction. Be afraid. You can't be afraid. Yeah. So... um all right, so like I said, that's that's just another uh, option there. There's also spiritual intimacy. You know, when you have shared religious beliefs, it can be as simple as, as praying together, going to church together. Um, that's a form of intimacy as well. Uh, so do you agree with that option, Book? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, I have a, a spiritual sister. Her name's Charlene, and... Um, and we, you know, we met, even though she worked on a sports bar, um, we connected spiritually almost immediately because, you know, we had some of the same religious beliefs. And um, actually, the church I'm going to now, she invited me to go to it, and I've been going there ever since. So, um, you know, we're connected on a spiritual path, you know. She quotes scriptures for me to read from time to time when things get rough you know, and that's that's something that you you know you, you can be connected to a person that way on a spiritual level. Yeah, and a lot of folks and that can be of, that can be intimate. Yeah, I think a lot of folks are hearing this and they're probably thinking to themselves, "Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard of that. I just never really just thought about it. I, I mean, it's like it's not." It's nothing that they just put into a certain perspective to where, you know what, that is a form of intimacy. So there are some people who do some of this stuff but never realize that it's a form of intimacy. If you're praying with someone, I mean, you're essentially, it's almost like you're you're sharing from your soul. Right. You're sharing from your soul. And that's one of the most intimate things you can do. Now, not everyone does that. You know, some people, people who do believe in praying. So, you know, the woman get on her side, the guy get on his side before bed at different times, and they may pray before they get into bed. But you have some people who, you know, they actually kneel down together and they pray, or, you know, even with kids and things, you know, like that. Um, You teach Mm -hmm. your kids how to pray. Now lay me down to sleep. And that's a form of intimacy. You're teaching, you know, your kids subconsciously. 
So mm-hmm. um, that's just another way of doing it. Like I said, this is a lot more than sex. A lot of people didn't realize it. It's a lot more than sex. Okay, now this is one of my favorites, recreational intimacy, being active together, taking a walk, going to a museum, riding bikes. Um, I, I know you're down with this, book. Oh, all the way. I mean, I and if you if you can't if you can't support if you can't be with your mate and be able to do things and be fun together, I mean, and it could be simple. I, I give you some examples. Um, love riding bikes. That's awesome. Love riding bikes. It could be motorcycle. It could be bicycle. It don't matter. Um, together. Um, it could be playing cards. Uh, night. Don't you know nothing's really on TV you really want to see. Um, you decide to just break out the cards or break out a uh, murder mystery game. Um, you can break out, um, let's say, let's say you have Twister and you decide to make it naked Twister um, just to be, you know, just to put a spin on it. Um, something that me and um, my lady like to do is um, she she leaves, she likes, she likes, used to like to bartend. Um, but since she's allergic to smoke now, that's not something that she can do. So what what we like to do is um, she likes to try to keep a lot of alcohol around, not because she's uh, alcoholic, but she likes to make drinks for parties and things of that nature that we go to. So every time that, you know, we go to a party, we have a whole line of shots that she's made several different ways. She's got about 12 different shots. So when we go to a party, we are the life of the party. So, <laughs> we, you know, we go – we go and look at alcohol prices so we can see what kind of alcohol we can buy. And, you know, we'll keep it on hand. And then we go to the party, we have it, we'll make several different kinds of shots for people. Um, so, therefore, you know, we have our shots sitting up there, and that's something we like to do. And, you know, we price our alcohol. We sometimes go to Sam's, like, you know, just go over there and price things up and get, you know, maybe get all the damn samples because you go on a Saturday, you can get some cool-ass samples at Sam's. That may not sound like fun, but it's fun for us because we enjoy each other. Um, or maybe we can just do, you know, we like going to live music. So any kind of live music like blues on Thursday, we make it a date night. Or or maybe going to the gym together. That's something that we do also. So it could be a variety of things, to, and, and that's a form of in, intimacy. To You know, it helps build your relationship. Um, it makes it so much stronger when you when you play together. Because a lot of people to, in today's time, oh, he's got to have his time. Well, that may be true, everyone, or she's got to have her time. That may be true, but the more that you play together, you stay together. Okay. And something that I heard today, I heard someone say, that a man offered her a guy she was dating just said spur of the moment let's go to New Orleans and she's like for what and so of course he looked perplexed and she was you know so I've been to New Orleans before what are we going to do and he's like I, I don't know we'll find something to do and she's like well are we going to a game we're going to Bourbon what are we doing and needless to say they didn't go she said she wanted to go somewhere she had never been before she wanted to go to Destin or to, you know, the mountains or something like that in Tennessee. And to me, I felt like she did she didn't understand intimacy or there's a lack of intimacy in her relationship because it didn't matter if she had been to New Orleans before, 
she had never been with him. You know? And like exactly. isn't the isn't the point, Buck, is not what you're doing with your mate as long as long as you're doing it with your mate? Isn't that what intimacy exactly. is all about? That closeness there? Exactly. Exactly. There a lot of people now put up barriers for no reason. And what I mean by that is this. Let's say for example Man, say that that this again. has happened to me. I said say that again. Well, a lot of people sometimes a lot of people put up barriers for un, for for no reason, and it screws up relationships. Let me give you an example, and this really i mean and i I've said this several times, so um this is something that happened to me all right the Mission Impossible movie came out, okay, and I wanted to see it because I mean a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise because of his Scientology beliefs. But I don't give a damn what he does outside the theater. You know, my thing is everybody got a right to do what the hell they want to do. I, I know he he makes some cool Mission Impossible movies. So I wanted to see it. Well, I made it the time, which is the same one I'm seeing now, didn't want to go see it. And the way she said it cut like a knife, dude. I mean, it's like, I don't like Tom Cruise. I don't want to see it. Okay, look, there's something that everybody doesn't like. But sometimes, why don't you just grin and bear it and go? Because you might just enjoy it. Okay? So since she said it so abruptly, and just it just really sent shockwaves. So I'm sitting at home the next day. I'm pissed off. Friend calls. I said, what are you doing, nothing? You want to go to the movies? Yeah, what do you want to see? Well, I was thinking about seeing that Mission Impossible movie. All right, I'm in. And I went. <laughs> Because I was so fucking disgusted that my mate said no. So I'm like, all right, I'll show your motherfucking ass. I'm going, damn it. I never even say anything, but it's a fact. You cannot put up those barriers, okay? I don't, maybe, you know, what if she wanted to go to a band that you didn't like? Let's just say the Beach Boys was in town. Now, you know, I ain't no Beach I'm nothing, nothing against the Beach Boys, you know, but I ain't going. I ain't spending no money to go see them boys. Okay, at least now, if my girlfriend wants to go see them, hey, let's go out. Let's go. Let's go to the Beach Boys. What if I would have said? What if I say, I don't want to see them, Joe, but I don't like them. You know, go to the damn Beach Boy concert. Yeah, it may sound like shit to you, but it'll sound like that's your. That's the difference between having having a good relationship or having or starting. Going down the path of a bad one Sometimes you have to grin and bear it There's always going to be something that we don't like about our mate It may be music It may be whatever But at the same time You know it may be Hell the Beach Boys may sound good that night You may get some that night Because you went <laughs> Your relationship is stronger because you went Because she may not even know that you don't like it But you went anyway And it strengthens your relationship You cannot put up those barriers you have to you have to knock down all barriers regardless of whether you like them or whether you don't. All right, I agree, man. I agree. And let me go to the six hundred one area code to the Magnolia State of Mississippi to bring on the man that's been dubbed the Minister of Sexual Affairs, the man, the myth, the legend, Eminem. What's happening, bro? What up, Eminem? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> well, all right, Eminem. We're getting, we're breaking down like the different forms of intimacy. 
And uh, I mean, of course, the main one that everyone knows, the only ones people seem to know, is physical intimacy. All right, you know, and it can be in the form of holding hands, kissing, or having sex, however you want to look at it. Can sex without intimacy ever be better than sex with intimacy? Uh, for a guy? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because with us, I mean, you know, now I, I know, you know, um, you know, no guy speaks for every guy in the world and nothing like that. But honestly, pretty much everything we do is a lead up to get sex. But if a nigga know he can just go straight in and hit, that's what they're going to do. I mean, that's why, uh, you know, that's why, uh, 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 you know, pick up prostitution is <laughs> it, is is an undying thing because, you know, you ain't you can just cut straight to the chase, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> You know, answer that. You just go window shopping in Mexico. They got holes lined up like a, in a mall or some shit, man. And, and you know what I'm saying. So that's what entices guys. You know, guys that go through all the bullshit. You know, yeah, I'm a I'm a Renaissance man myself. I ain't gonna lie. You know, I know how to, you know, uh, you know, blow a motherfucker's mind if I really wanted to. But hell, but shit, man. If if, if all I got to do is say, you know, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know I, I got you, I got you on the light bill. Shit, fuck it. You know, ain't nobody doing all that shit. You know, the violin <laughs> playing at the damn table and all that stuff like that. Nah, hell nah. But you know, but it, everything has its place. You know, but uh, but that's that's like a gender bias question there, because uh, you know I'm pretty sure it might be a different view for some women or whatever with that. You know, but uh, but most guys, I mean. Even the most romantic guy probably wouldn't say, hold up, we're moving too fast. I need to, you know, warm you up a little more. No, no. Mm -mm. You know, everything you're doing is is a calculated move to say, okay, I got a melting now. You know, now now the benefits of that, and, and, you know, some of the younger guys can listen up, but the benefits of that is, you know, now, if you got her happy, well, she can get happy uh, a lot faster physically too. So you know, you know what I'm saying. So now that now that always gonna work in the niggas' favor, you know. So you definitely want to leave her smiling, you know what I'm saying? Because you know that motherfucker get to rolling that ass on you, and you ain't got quite got her warmed up yet. You like, God damn, shit, man, you gonna have to go run a lap, you know, get that joker crunked back up because she ain't got shit out of it, you know, but. So you know, so you wanna <laughs> you wanna get in her head as much as possible. <laughs> Why are you the wrong person to ask that question? <laughs> I know, right? Okay, Facebook perspective. On Facebook, um, Ty Knighton chimed in from Cali, and she said, "No, um, sex without intimacy can never be set better than sex with intimacy." Uh, Let's see, Melissa chimed in from Jackson Miss, and she agreed with Ty. What do you think, Buck? You were breaking up there on my end. That's probably my phone. Repeat the question. I'm sorry. What do you think? Can sex without intimacy be better than sex, ever be better than sex with intimacy? 
I don't think so. I mean, you know, if things are done right, you know, even from a, you know, in, intimacy happens from a non-sexual perspective, I think once you do, you know, once that moment strikes, I think it will be better. Um, so, I mean, sometimes doing something non-sexual will lead to something sexual. Um it could be something simple like trying on shoes after you had a pedicure, and that heel high, and you going like, mm-hmm, I'm gonna do something to that night, you know. And it, it could be something just that simple. You're not even in the mood until she tried them shoes on. Right. You know, y'all just have to be shoe shopping, and then you're like, mm-hmm, I can't wait okay. to get you home, get you home, fuck the shit out you. You know, that's all it takes. You know. But a so, guy gonna think like that anyway. But I, I feel what you're yep. saying. I mean, it's exactly right. But uh, you know, it ain't too many guys that you know their motor still ticking pretty good. Somebody just can't walk up to them and say, you know, you want to hit it. You like shit? Hell yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, well, let me know, ask that's you why this. I like uh, back alley fucking and that spontaneous <laughs> shit. You know, turn a lot of women on because it's like ain't ain't nothing to it. It's just what it is. You know. You know. Uh, yeah, that's why that's why they were selling convertibles in the fifties and moon roots and all that. What you think the title came from? It wasn't for a moon from the damn gravitational moon in the in the in the you know in the atmosphere. It was the fucking moon your ass cheeks up in the air. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that history lesson, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> let me let me ask you this, Manel. Let me ask you this. Can you can you love someone in a relationship or a marriage without being intimate? Yeah, if they're a family member. But you mean hold on, like like okay, like love, not like a family love, but like a intimate love without being intimate. Well, I mean, you know, intimate doesn't necessarily mean physical. I mean there are different forms of intimacy like I mentioned earlier, you can teach it. Well, I'm, teach I'm it. trying to I'm trying to answer the question without sounding like something ancestral or something. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> so that's why I was trying to say what right, type of love. Right. Well, you know, you, are, you don't want folks calling you Uncle Daddy. Right, um, right. <laughs> no, I mean like there are different forms of intimacy. I mean, we mentioned earlier if you teach your your kid how to fish. By sharing that knowledge, you're being intimate with your kid, you know, or by a family praying together. That's a form of spiritual intimacy. So they're different. So things are, things of that nature, nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. You know, I ain't trying to, you know, mess nobody up out there that's in the listening world or whatever. But, you know, that's where the, the work wife term came from. You know, uh, that's basically what that is, you know. Somebody provides, you know, basically everything but the ass, you know, and sometimes that too. But I mean, but I'm just saying, you know, um, and vice versa, you know, male or female. So, you know, where uh, you might have people that's in a, you know, like I say, in America now. In America, for the most part, we're the only country that pretty much where opposites attract, but opposites actually become partners and stuff most countries don't do that shit you know they might be attracted to somebody else but you know if you you know 
in Buckingham Palace and somebody else is a peasant, well, you already know. I said, man, I don't care how bad she is. I can't talk to her or, uh, or you know, she can't marry him. And You already know that, but in America, you see all kind of shit. You know, this dude got, you know, life in prison, you know, and, you know, you you marry somebody right out of college, you see all kind of shit like that. So um, from that aspect, you have more situations where um, there are intimate relationships where there are some kind of uh, maybe a colleague situation or something like that because the things that you might find bonding are common a lot of times in America, that's not necessarily always going to be the case within somebody's significant other or whatever, you know, because of that. So I guess that's a situation where, you know, uh, without being ancestral in some kind of way, where you can maybe have the the attributes of love without just saying it's love, but it might feel like that, you know, because... You know, as time go on, I mean, just like anything else, it's just like a, um, it's just like a, a new kid, you know, moving into the neighborhood. Well, the day the motherfucker get there, you can't say that's my best friend. But as time go on, and you know, and who knows, you you know, you start playing little sports together and uh, double date and stuff like that. Before long, who knows, you might start actually saying, man, this ain't just a friend. This dude like my brother. You know, so it's kind of like one of them things, too, but just, like, in a different way. Like, uh, you know, it started with a secret Santa, and then it went on to this and that, and then, you know, you know, the bitch do taxes. You ask some questions about that, they're able to help you out. You know, you know how to fix a car. Her shit won't start. You start the car. I mean, it kind of just kind of, y'all see what I'm flowing with it, you know. And uh, so, you know, the last phase is the ultimate phase, but, you know, but if somebody didn't take it there for whatever reason, well, I guess you can probably say it's, it's sort of a form of, you know, of love because you're thinking of them in such a high regard, you know, over a period of time. Okay. Let me go to a caller. Looks like they're calling in from Skype. Caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? <clears throat> yeah, good evening. I just wanted to speak on your subject regarding v- V-Day or Valentine's Day, is it? Um, well, yeah, that's just a hashtag. It's a, about intimacy. But what, what do you what do you have? Well, intimacy obviously is is predicated on communication, and it doesn't have to do with using a person. And I just wanted to comment that V Day is is a commercial trick that's played mostly on men, and it's just used to separate men from their resources. So it's not real. <laughs> And guys should not respond to it. It's 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 a big hoax. And hey, guys who is it, Mr. Solution? Yes, it is. Glad to hear it, man. But I I I got I got I'm telling you, brother. If I can get a box of chocolates and, 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 and hit something, fuck that. Use me, goddamn. Well, yeah. If you can get a box of chocolate, I agree. But that's usually not the way the arrow points. The arrow point is that you get the chocolate. I want the the chocolate that don't melt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fine, too, and that should be available. So that's the reason I say men have to withdraw this, you know, just being like lambs led to the slaughter and giving up their resources uh, and expect nothing in return. That is being ultimately stupid. 
<laughs> okay, I feel that. I understand where you're coming from. But do you know something? Men feel that that's part of being a man is being stupid. And I remember one man saying that being a man was being able to take a punch from a woman. So men have really been, uh, you know, shafted, pun intended, and the reality of it intended (laughs) by uh, by, by our society and by each other. We, We don't, you know, we use this brother shit. And guys don't really treat each other like brothers. That's just a bunch of bullshit. And they should stop even using that term. It's it's a degradation of the term to call each other brother and then treat each other like shit. I agree. That's what they do. And guys don't call each other out on that. So that's the reason women win is because guys... We behave so stupidly. Uh, that's simping uh, to the ultimate degree, buying a woman diamonds. And they even have calculated how much you should spend, you know, so many uh, working hours or, or yeah, so, a such portion of your check you should spend on a ring. To Damn. hell with that. If a woman likes you, she likes you for you. She, you know, if she's after your wallet, kick her ass to the curb. She's not there for you. So, I mean, guys, guys fall for this. That's the reason it keeps, it keeps happening. So, that's my idea. Protest V Day. Uh, you, you know, put her on ice. Um, break up with her on V Day. That's the best way to do it. Break up with the woman on on Valentine's Day. Absolutely, break up. See, guys, there are plenty of ideas out there for guys to use to preserve themselves, their sanity, and their pocketbook. And, again, it just goes to guys being super, super naive. So, anyway, that's my uh, perspective. All right. I appreciate that public service announcement. Announcement's been a minute since you've been on, Mr. Solutions. Always good to hear from you, man, keeping it real. You got it, uh, sir. All right, I'll hang out in the queue and see what uh, transpires. Okay, okay. And so... But as far as relationships today, um, do you think that things are, well, I mean, there are multiple reasons why relationships are bad. Um, But do you think that part of the reason is because people don't know how to be intimate? They don't understand how to be close with their significant other. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, Some of the things that I mentioned earlier, um, you know, all coincide with that. Um, people don't know how to be intimate. They don't know how to communicate with each other because they're so, you know, the distractions of, of, of social media and being fake um, and uh, not, not learning from, you know, not learning from a connected family. Um, and even if it is a, you know, a separate family, um, it's, you know, you have to, you know, it has to be a village to help raise and to help learn some of these, these values that we're missing in today's society. We don't have that village, and that's the problem. And we don't have that experience in the village in the event that you do have a village. You don't have the experience because they're way too young and they're still learning themselves. So you don't get to learn those very much needed values, uh, being intimate in a, you know, from a, in a family setting, because you just don't see it because we live in such a fast-paced society. And we, you know, and we're believing in a lot of garbage 
garbage. Garbage. You see more than the garbage can? Garbage. <laughs> you know. Inside joke. Um you know, dealing with, you know, you know, it it, it is. I mean, you, you just have to, you know, we kind of have to kind of go back to basics. Um, and we need to blend our families. You know, in the event that, you know, you separate or divorce your significant other and you move forward, you know, the kids that are coming up to, in today's society are, are the ones that are going to lead our, lead our future tomorrows. So in order for them to get the, you know, get the basics and be intimate, you know, with, you know, as they're growing up, be intimate to, you know, and it doesn't have to be sexual, being intimate in different ways, they need to know how to be intimate. And if they don't learn that, you know, they're just, you know, they're just going to be out there, blind leading the blind. So it's up to us as individuals, as parents, to, you know, teach the right values, um, int- intimacy being one of them. So, therefore, you know, they don't miss out because, I mean, now you're seeing more and more single people. You're not seeing people, you know, being loving. You I mean, gone are the days that you're sitting next to each other in the vehicle because, you know, they got the damn gear shift in the middle of the damn floor unless you buy something old, you know, that, you know, a bench, you know, riding a pickup truck that has a, you know, bench seat. That way, you're, you know, you, the gone are those days where you used to see your significant other sitting next to you while you're driving. Or holding hands, you know, in in public, open door, open doors for your significant other. Um, you don't see too much of that anymore. You see it with the older couples, but not so much with the younger. Uh, you see them walking, the the woman either walking walking forward or the guy walking forward, and the woman behind he let the damn door slam in the damn face. Um, I mean, that's what you see because we're living in such a fast paced society. Society, we don't slow down long enough smell the roses and those are things that you know we got to get back to the simple you know some of the simple things in life that kind of connect us you know so you can be one um it's too it's too much separate things going on now you know so we kind of get the bridge the gap is what i'm trying to say so therefore there can be a whole lot more togetherness and not a lot of um doing their own things okay all right, very well stated, sir. And uh, Eminem, uh, just a couple more questions to wrap this topic up. How can parents teach intimacy to their children? And uh, I mean, of course, we're talking about not being weird or anything. But I mean, like I said, you have different forms of intimacy. I mean, there's spirit, spiritual, there's recreational. There's intellectual, there's emotional, and there's physical. But, I mean, is this one of those things where you have to kind of just show your kids through example, through actions? Or, I mean, can you actually teach them the importance of it? Well, uh, it's pretty much uh, I'm more of an action-type person than words and stuff. Uh, uh, I've never really been, uh, even though I was raised like that, I've never really been really of a, uh, a big religious guy and all that stuff. Uh, of course, there's nothing wrong with it, but uh, but I am real big on action stuff, like doing things. And uh, uh, all my kids always uh, had to do certain things with me, um, uh, you know, up till they got grown anyway. Um, uh, community projects, uh, service things, uh 
you know, helping other people that deserve to be helped. I ain't talking about no, you know, bullshit type stuff, but, you know, uh, uh, having compassion for, you know, certain things, uh, natural things and stuff like that. But now, I know that's kind of odd way to put it, but basically if you come across other people that do that, nine times out of ten, they might not be the worst people in the world. You know, the 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 the, the chick that just want money and all this stuff, probably, I ain't going to say it's impossible, she probably won't be the, the, the chick that's, you know, at the stew pot fixing grits and shit in the morning. You know, I mean, I ain't saying it's impossible, but she probably won't. Or, you know, it, it's just certain things that you can kind of learn and if a situation arises, you see how somebody reacts to it, you will understand that, you know, uh, with the compatibility thing, you know, like, like what makes us us, you know, not the hairstyles, not the color of our skin, but when you get really down to the nitty-gritty, you know, no punchline, no innuendos, you know, this is him, this is her, you'll have a better understanding of how to pick that up. Um so I think that's 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 one way parents can do it. It's just you know just just notice certain things. Um, uh, now, unlike most Americans or whatever, a lot of minorities, uh, we don't really do the full scope of you know relationships, men or women. You know, it's pretty much. Um, if you like somebody, you just automatically go at them and stuff like that. But for the people who can put more time into something, and this kind of still going back to intimate stuff, you know, just casually throw out there something about the kids or whatever, you know. Uh, if somebody say, you know, I don't give a fuck about attending no damn PTA meeting or, or something like that, if that's something that's important to you or whatever, then you you already getting signs of what levels of importance are so um and it kind of works like that with with anything with some type of intimate relationship pretty much it's like uh and all the other guys said include mr solutions like it's all the communication factor so if you don't have a lot in common the main things in common you know if you don't have a lot in common it's hard to build some type of intimate relationship with anybody but especially the opposite gender i mean it's just like you know, it's like uh, um, for the people that listen to the show tomorrow night, one common thread with all of the legends that are male <laughs> is the fact that we all love football. Well, sports, period, but just specifically football and boxing and stuff. And, you know, of course, I can't leave out NASCAR, but you kind of got me curious about it a little bit. I ain't going to lie. I used to kind of like Richard Petty back in the day. I, I just saw him from the Pennzoil commercials or whatever. But, uh, um yep. But, you know, but the thing about it is, and we straight as boards, but the thing is, you know, that's like a a, a commonality. So that's how intimate relationships work. You know, you got to have something that grounds everybody. So, you know, if you don't have shit to grind you with, it's always going to be a bunch of, you know, fussing and fighting and getting doing a whole bunch of shit, you know. And the kids going to always be split down the middle. You know, kind of like uh, your household would be more like Republican, Democrat than versus, you know, uh, you know, just a 
old school Huxtable scene. All right. And so actually that Republican Democrat thing is actually a segue into something else I'm getting into. But basically, I, I guess when it's all said and done, for people out there who may not realize that maybe they have been intimate without knowing it, because a lot of people, when you t- you say intimacy, people immediately think something physical, and there's a lot more to it. Like I said, you know, emotional intimacy is when you share your thoughts and desires with someone, your wants, your needs, uh, your feelings. Uh, intellectual intimacy can be sharing knowledge. Spiritual intimacy can be, you know, sharing religious beliefs, praying together, all that type of stuff. Recreational intimacy is being active together, riding bikes, going to a museum, things of that nature. And then, of course, there's the physical, uh, which everyone is pretty much aware of. So there are many different forms, and a lot of people need to understand that if you think that physical intimacy is the only form of intimacy and that all you have to do is put it down in the bedroom and your significant other is not going to go anywhere, you're fooling yourself. There's always someone who's better. There's always someone who's different. And that alone is not going to keep a mate. You have to have a certain type of closeness with them to understand what they want. And, you know, when you find out what your, what your mate wants, then give it to them, you know, and they should do the same with you. And if you're both doing that, there's no way a third party can intervene in between the two of you. So I'll take a quick break, and we will be right back with a little more T2Q. Hi, I'm Archie from the Virgin Islands, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Are you down, did it, down, did it, down, did it, down, 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 down.
404-727-2020215 is the number. On the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. One last thing before we wrap things up. And Mr. Solution, Mr. Solution, if you're still there, I'd love to get your opinion on this, sir. Um, let's see. A couple of members of the newly crowned Super Bowl champion Patriots have said that they're not going to the White House. And the latest <clears throat> guy, a guy by the name of Devin McCourty, he announced that he's not going with the team uh, to the little customary visit to the White House that Super Bowl champions make. And he says, and I quote, this is from Time Magazine, I'm not going to the White House. Basic reason for me is that I don't feel accepted in the White House. With the president having so many strong opinions and prejudices, I believe certain people might feel accepted there while others won't. I can't imagine a way I'd go there, end quote. So, Mr. Solution, how do you feel about that as far as um, him deciding he's not going to go to the White House with his teammates? Is it a big deal? Is it a bunch of nothing? What do you think? Well, I, I think that's uh, I, I think that certainly is right in terms of freedom, First Amendment right. Uh, but I do think it's a misplaced uh, emotion. Uh, you know, the president was just elected. That's a very important process. Um, I think the president should be given a chance. Um, uh, you know, the people elected him. I, I mean, uh, most of the states, obviously, electorally, uh, you know, voted for him. So I think we should respect each other, respect the office, and um, kind of put our own biases and prejudices on hold and uh, give the man a chance. Uh, I don't think that was a fair statement that you uttered that I guess he subscribes to. And so I, I just think that's unfair. It's too early. It's unfair. You know, my perspective would be that he should go with the teammates. It's sort of a traditional thing. And uh, because sports is not that serious anyway, if you look at it quintessentially or essentially. And, um, so yeah, I, I think he should participate. He should go, and uh, and have a good time. Okay, Buck, what do you think? I think I think he needs to go. Because um, to me, I think he's adding to the problem. Uh, we have enough division in this country as it is, and we need to start uh, putting our differences aside. And um, we do need to keep our eyes open. But at the same time, we need to put our differences aside and, you know, do what's right. Um, it's all right to have your opinion. If you don't like them, that's great. But at the same time, I mean, we got we as a nation got to start, we have to stand together. And you are a part of a team. I mean, and you got to believe if you're part of a team, especially the New England Patriots, um, you know, that is something that, you know, you got to do it the Patriot way. And you're going against the Patriot way by not going and celebrating at the White House, in my opinion. Um, could that cause him, you know, some strife down the road? Possibly. Um, maybe, you know, during the offseason, they may, you know, they may ship his ass to Cleveland or, you know, one of these teams that ain't winning. So, I mean, I know it may not get to that point, but at the same time, I mean, this is, a, you know, football is a team sport and, you know, in order for us to 
be a great nation and make it what it needs to be. We need to put put aside the divisions and start, you know, we got to start the healing process. And in order to do that, you know, even if something is simple like going to the White House, that's something that we, we he should be doing. Eminem, real quick. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to take a different approach, but I'm saying the same thing. Um, I, I think he's he's totally right in what he's saying and everything, but the only asterisk I got by it is, and this goes back to amateur sports, when you are when you make the team, you're on the team. Um, and and kind of going back to the Talladega situation, when you're in the band, you're in the band. So it's just like you going as the Patriots is not like you going to yourself. As an individual, you shouldn't go, right? But as a member of the team, you're part of the team. The same way you're on a plane together or whatever, the same way you're on a bus together, you're part of the team, you know. Um, it, it is no thought process in it. If the New England Patriots are going, you're part of the New England Patriots, that's why you should go. You're not going, but if somebody said, okay, you got an individual option to go, well, that's different. But if you're part of the team, that's your team. You know, you don't like everything the owner does, but you're part of the team. You know, it don't mean you okay. have to like it, you know. But you're part of the team. You're part of the band. You're part of the entourage. You're part of the whatever it is. If if you're part of the group and your group is going, you're going with the group. You're not going to support Trump. You're going with the group. All right, so does it, um, and this is for anybody, does it, does it make a difference that Tom Brady didn't go when Obama was in office? I, he didn't go? He didn't yeah, go. He didn't uh, go. The last uh, time he won a Super Bowl, he didn't. He didn't um, attend. Well, and the same thing applied to Tom Brady. You can't go around talking yeah. about you know everything for team, and then your team is doing something. Then you become an individual. You know that's the yeah. same way they cut guys like the reason why not cut, but that's why they don't pick up guys like a quote unquote a T.O. because he's not you know the team, and it's all about the team. You know we play you one play out of the year, but you know the individual doesn't matter. You can't. Teach that shit to all the young guys coming to the locker room, and then the team is going to Washington, and, your, and, you, and then your ass somewhere else. Yeah, as great as you are on the field, that's fucked up. Because as the leader of the team, if the team is there, you got to be there. Okay. Now, that's coaching one on one. You know, the star quarterback, shit, man, college level, any any level. If if the team is there, it's like okay, where where the where this guy is, the you know, the, where the quarterback at, you know. Okay, makes sense to me. Very interesting perspective, fellas. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, not doing zone coverage tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and take tomorrow off since we did the Super Bowl show on Monday. So I'll be back. Um hadn't made a decision for next Tuesday yet, but I plan on being back next Tuesday. Just don't have a topic in mind. And zone coverage will be back next Wednesday. We'll get into NFL free agency and things of that nature. Um, just go to talktoq.com, sign up for the email newsletter so you know what show is dropping on what date and what we're discussing. So talktoq.com is where you can find it all. So we'll go ahead and wrap things up with some final thoughts. And, um, Buck, I'll start with you as far as final thoughts on intimacy or if you have any final words about Devin McCourty and Martellus Bennett boycotting the White House visit because of Donald Trump, whatever you got. 
Well, I'm going to start with um, with the uh, the boycotting of the White House. Um, I think this is something that we, you know, we as a nation need to start, uh, need to band together. In order for us to band together, we need to stand together. Uh, we need to put our differences aside. You know, I'm tired of looking at the television and Facebook and all these other things saying how, you know, this, that, and the other, this is a lie, this is, you know, there's so much drama that we're going to get lost in the shuffle and, you know, that's that's what is concerning me. I'm not too concerned with, you know, Trump as far as they're concerned. The only thing I am concerned about is we're going to get lost in the shuffle with all this craziness if we don't start looking and paying attention. Most of us are sh- are sharp enough to understand what's going on in this country and what needs to change. So if that's, the, you know, all these stupid marches need to stop, and we need to pay attention Um when we don't pay attention, that's how dumb things get you know, put in office, you know, and they get signed off on because, and you know, it's all you know, it's a recipe for disaster. In all, in all honesty, if we can slow down long enough to actually pay attention to what's going on on both sides, maybe just maybe some change can be made. But until then, all this fighting amongst ourselves causing it's causing causing mass hysteria. And it's really just stupidity. Um, so I think if we open our eyes and really pay attention, stop and stop looking, listen, I think, you know, I think we can find out what's really going on. The people that are not doing their job in, in, in Congress and in the Senate, we need to get them out of there. If the president's not doing his job, the vice president's not doing his job. We need to get them out of there. We need to pay attention. This fussing and fighting got to stop. Um so anyway, as far as uh, intimacy goes, you know, I always say communication is the key, which it is. But the thing is, is like another thing too. Sometimes we, you, you know what you like, or if you're just getting out of a relationship, you might need to stop and pause for a minute so you can figure out what you like because you've been in a relationship for a, a certain period of time. So with those things in mind, you know, you can't bring Something into a relationship that you tried in another relationship. You got if you start over, you just got to start new and fresh. Because what worked with one is not going to work with the other, and that's so also a disconnect to some of the intimacy issues that we have with your significant other because you're trying to get a feeling that you once had. Okay, uh, the feeling that you may have with your the feeling that you have with your this new person may be better than you ever even realized. So don't sell yourself short by not doing the right kind of communication, and not doing the simple things that make your relationship great. Um, you know, the walks in the park, the you know, doing things together, cooking together. Um, you know, it's the little things that could lead to big things. And, I mean, we all, you know, we all want to have a good relationship and we want to have a nice relationship sexually as well, but you may not even get to that point if you don't know how to do the little things. Learn from your elders. Learn from you know. Learn from you know. Learn nice family values that you know and blend families even when they're you know even when they've been broken apart. So therefore, you can get the essential values you need. And intimacy is one of those values that you have to have for a strong relationship. So other than that, enjoy the rest of your week. And everybody have a great evening. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And Eminem. Oh man, uh, great show! And uh, like I say, uh, 
uh, as far as, you know, intimacy, you know, uh, and looking for intimacy and is it needed and all that, you know, uh, pretty much it all, de- <clears throat> it all depends on the person. And, uh, but, down, I, 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 Buck has some great points, but w- one thing that I bring up that I don't think nobody mentioned, but, uh, it's just, you know, you got to be true to yourself. And the way that you be true to yourself is, you know, one of the worst things somebody can do in a relationship is be a chameleon. You don't adapt to nobody. Now, compromise only start after the relationship has done built and grown. But like I say, you know, I make no bones about it. You know, if if somebody says, you know, if I think a woman, if I was a single guy and I think a woman is kind of on the, feminist tip, I'm not going to sit up here and lie and say, nah, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, we should go out to eat or whatever, you know, you shouldn't be cooking, that's that's so yesterday, I'm not going to do no shit like that, I'm like, hell, yeah, 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 your ass need to be cooking, you know, see, that's that's already grounds for everything, because she might not like what I'm saying and all that, but at the same time, we're going to have an understanding, so it won't be no misconception, that's, fraud is the worst thing relationships are built on. Um, that's why some relationship problems can be worked out and others can't because if a relationship was built off fraud, you wouldn't who you said you was from the start. That's how they got the damn reality show that came out a couple years ago called Catfish. You know, that's what that's basically all that is. You know, that's 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 old as time really. You know, it's like you know, it is what it is. Now does that mean you can't change a little bit and all that? Of course, but you don't change on purpose. You know, you want to give the person the absolute honesty about what makes you you, what makes them them. Now, from then, it's going to be an intimate relationship because if she can deal with your ass, then you can deal with her ass. You know, at that point, you probably gonna you 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 probably gonna be intimate anyway. You know, Pretty because much. you know because at that point, it's like shit. We can't do nothing but fuck. Everything else is we ain't shit, you know. It's apples and oranges. But if I'm telling you I'm an apple and you're telling me you're an orange, well, it's it's going to be okay. But you know, it's a problem. You know, that's just like a, you know, uh, a, a dude think he getting ready to hit something, and he pulls something down, and it's a wood looking right back at him. He's like, what the fuck is this? You know. So that's what I'm saying. You don't want to hose nobody, man. That's that's uh, uh-uh. you know, you ain't never going nowhere like that. Um, then again, um, just like with intimacy or anything else, especially when it comes to physical, where a lot of it is emotional and stuff, you know, uh, when one way to cure any kind of emotional ill, you know, we, you know, we talking about all these trips to the White House and all this shit. I don't know if Mr. Lucia's still on the phone, but man, if if they go ahead and pay us $13, it's going to eliminate half this stuff. Because it, I mean, the world gonna be happy for one and two, you know the relationships that are there are gonna be pure relationships. They're not gonna be nothing sham. Because everybody who want to sacrifice all of that freedom to be tied down, they that's gonna be some serious love. Because the average cat ain't gonna be able to do that shit, you know. So. What do um, we get for ten dollars? Okay, I'm back. Is better? Anything you want. <laughs> So, yeah. and uh, as far as the, the White House, like I say, <coughs> I, I totally agree with McCarty, but he wrong this year. Tom Brady was wrong 
you know, two or three years ago or whatever, because if you're part of the team, you're part of the team. You can be mad, and you should be mad. You can not like it, and you should not like it, but you're part of the team. You're part of the band. You're part of the group. You're part of the troop. Whatever the fuck you own, if you're part of it, that's what you represent. You're not representing yourself. And I'm just okay. appalled at Tom Brady because, you know, that just don't make no sense for him not to do it because that's the ultimate supposed team guy. Uh, only on the field, I guess. All right, Eminem. I appreciate that, man. Mr. Solution, yes, you can shut it down for me, sir. Yeah, look here. Um, yeah, relationship ultimately is a mediated um, uh, interaction because you have two, uh, you know, unfamiliar people who are getting familiar. And we talk about um, uh, communication, but uh, the communication has to go both ways. It, it has to be desired by both people. Uh, that's the only way it can be entered into. And like one of the gentlemen said, and I agree with it, is that uh, compatibility is probably one of the most important aspects of, of uh, a relationship. In other words, okay. two people must be compatible. And that means they can work together. So uh, our country, and you guys have brought out some good points. Another point was made is that relationships are on probably at their lowest ebb that they've ever been in U.S. history. And I'm going to say that's probably due to the women's movement in large part and men just being weak, not being able to step up and actually express themselves. You know, over 16,000 marriages um, occur in the U.S. each year to Russian and other foreign women, and that is because those women are easier to connect with than the average feminist or feminist-oriented American woman. So... I think guys are going to have to really put forth who they are, and women are going to have to come forth too. This chasing me, that's a fool's game. You know, step up and talk. Show that you want to communicate. If communication is important, and we all agree that it is, <laughs> why is only one side, uh, you know, required to do it? So those are some I things agree. that definitely need to be put on the table uh, by intelligent people, men and women, who want a relationship, and then have that conversation. Force yourself to have that conversation and keep at it uh, until you get an understanding. So that's going to be super, super important, um, you know, as we move forward. But uh, So anyway, great show. Good points uh, that have been uh, exegeted and been analyzed. All right, thank you, sir. I appreciate you coming on and contributing to the cause. So, sure, thank you. Um, all right, well, that is going to do it for another episode of T2Q. Uh, like I said, go to talktoq.com, sign up for the email newsletter so you can keep up with when the next show is going to drop and what we're going to discuss. And everyone have a great night. And we will talk to you next week. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Call it, go ahead. Oh, that's him.
Radio Show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying too. I think I'm still doing a lot of shows with this. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? 